Welcome back to Pot on You Loons. Pot on You Loons. Yeah. Hi, Justin. Uh, hey, everyone. And actually, we have Captain James back to once again lend us his credibility that comes with his English accent. James, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, Pot on You Loons. Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's uh, yeah. I'm I'm stoked that you guys have me back. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you're you're back for our tenth episode. Ooh. Justin, we made it to number ten. We did it. We did it. I don't think when we started this, I, I would we would have like, you know, eight episodes of non-soccer talk, but you know, it's it's been great. Yeah, I think it was I think we made it to episode four. Did we? Is that what it was? In episode four, you told me you were about to go to Hawaii and you told me Oh yeah. Oh, watch, you're not gonna be able to go to Allianz Field for the home opener. And I said, Justin, not a chance. I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the lockdown is at least a few weeks away. If, if it happens at all. And then, uh, yeah, sure enough, we've been. I guess, you, you know, I guess I just lost track of, of what weeks are these days. So you just don't know, right? It all kind of mushes together. It very much does. Someone told me the other day, it's been six weeks since we've been on lockdown. I, I was like, has it been that long? It, it yeah. kind of, like you could have told uh, me it was three and I would have. <laughs> but the good news is we're like gaining listeners, aren't we? Aren't we, Sam? We're, we're spreading our, our net a little bit. Yeah, ran- random listens pop up all over all over the globe. We we made it to Seattle, so that's cool. Welcome Seattle. Uh, other than that, I don't think there. The previous episode, we had a lot of new spots that we made it in uh, to talk about. You know, we had India, we had Ireland. You know, this time we have Seattle, which is cool, right? Yeah, Seattle's all right. Yeah, been there. It's pretty <laughs> not, solid. Not quite as far. <laughs> not quite as random, right? Like, you know what? I bet it was Miguel. I bet Miguel Ibarra was our Seattle. Oh, oh, you think so? You think Miguel, Miguel's listening in? He he and I were tight. (laughs) Were you? Yeah, he he and I were tight. Yeah. Me and him. Is this a story? What's this? What's this story? I don't, I don't have a story. (laughs) No, I. You think you were tight? No, I, I haven't actually met a loon. I've met Kendra de Saint Aubin, you know, the commentator. And I met PK, but I haven't met anyone else on the staff. PK, the mascot. Yes. Yes. He's a really they came, famous person. They came to the school and they took pictures with the kids. And oh, and, awesome! I didn't know about that. Yeah, we were we were actually we were on their website. Or Minnesota United posted a story about it on you know all social media outlets, and so our school was on their website. So that was pretty cool. Nice. So, quick question: With Seattle, how many states does that take you to now? Oh, I was told there would be no math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an accountant. You know, it's there's always some maths. Here, I, I can figure this out. Here, one, one second. One, one second. We can. But how's life with you, uh, Justin? How's everything, uh, you know, going with with your work and stuff? Oh, man, it's it's just, I don't know. It's a kind of an adventure. Teaching face-to-face has its issues. Distance teaching is just this whole new beast. And we just found out. Uh, in the past week that we're going to, I guess it's, has it been like two weeks? I don't even know anymore, Sam. We're going to be going for the rest of the school year. So our students will never go back into our building for the rest of this year. So that's been a kind of a hard pill to swallow for everybody. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's different, but you know, you just manage, I guess, as best as possible. Yeah. And when does your school year finish? June 5th, I think something like that. Oh, so like only one more month then. Only one more month. Only one more month of this this stuff. Only <laughs> yeah. one more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of. I guess the sad thing is, as a teacher, like you want to reach every kid and you want you want every kid to be successful. But this is we're seeing not to get too you know to damper our spirits at all. But you know the the kids that that had trouble doing school to begin with. This is they're not even involved at all, which is kind of heartbreaking. But you got to do what you got to do, right? You got to just teach the kids that show up every day. Not to uh, not to sound like a big shot here. I was just interviewed by Twin Cities Public Television. You know, no big deal, right? Ooh, where they were, yeah, where they were, they were asking about what are the positives that have come out of this distance learning, and I I told them I said the kids get really excited about when my daughter is awake and she's you know talking to them over the over the Google Meet. Right. Like they get really excited about that. Or I've heard teachers that have pets, the kids get really excited about that. And it's kind of like you're, you're connecting on a more personal level than you would have because you're in your home and 
they're seeing your life outside of outside of school. And then again, you're seeing their life outside of school. So it does sort of further those relationships. And I, I really think that that's a positive. I also, I think it's helping some students, the, definitely the students that were ready to take this next step towards just having a little bit more independence in their education, uh, which is very necessary for once they're done with high school and once they're in college. So I do think some positive will come out of this. Not trying to be too glass half full, but there are some positives. I'd rather be back too. Yeah, I agree with the university thing. It's definitely, you know, one thing that I learned over the last couple of years when I was in high school was that having a little bit more autonomy and kind of, you know, making you do your own work at your own pace really helps set you up for afterwards. So, yeah, I guess I think for some people it's going to be a blessing. But yeah, like Justin said, for some people, I think it's going to be, you know, a real struggle. Yeah, that's just how it's going to be, I think. Absolutely. And yeah, the bandwidth issues that come up when you have multiple students all in the same house trying to trying to video chat at the same time. Yeah, it's tough. It really is tough. But hey, so we're 10 episodes in. I just found the stat. We are in 12 states. So we have a footprint in 12 states out of the 50. Way to go, 12 states. Plus three additional countries. So nice, nice, nice. Still no Iowa or either of the Dakotas. I, I guess yeah, me, I don't know. I don't have to say. I don't have to say. But there are lots, I guess, right? I guess me putting them on blast didn't help. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, didn't you guys? Yeah, throw them a bit under the bus. <laughs> well, I, I just I have this joke that's not funny where I like to confuse the Dakotas and and I know the difference between North and South Dakota, but I like to pretend I don't. And it's I find it funny. No one else does. You know, and especially if you're from North or South Dakota, you wouldn't find it funny. But moving on, Justin, two weeks ago, we said we anticipated having some significant news to talk about. We thought the Bundesliga would be just a couple of days away at this point. But that that was delayed a little bit, not not too far. But yeah, not not a lot to talk about. Uh, actually, in anticipation for recording this, I listened to the official Minnesota United podcast, The Sound of the Loons, thinking that they would have some official updates, but they mostly just talked about like whatever TV show they were watching and then what their favorite letter of the alphabet was. So not, not that we would have just copied the show. Some riveting stuff there. <laughs> yeah, and they, even, they, had, uh, they had Chase Gasper on with them. And even then, there wasn't more soccer to talk about. It was just, you know, what, what, what's your favorite letter of the alphabet? Do you eat mac and cheese with a spoon or a fork? Like, it was nothing too exciting. But I think we got I'm, some good I'm team stuff. spoon, by the way. Team spoon here. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't Come seem on. like the type. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw the spanner in. I'm a, I'm a spork guy. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have one or the other one. You can have both. There you go. There you go. Team Spork. <laughs> Am I an ignorant American for suggesting that I didn't realize you guys had Sporks? That that just seems like something you guys would be above, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, like you in, in go all, to a fancy restaurant and have a Spork, right? Like, in, in all fairness to my Spork, I actually got it when I was in Canada. Uh, <laughs> 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 so maybe I'm just a trailblazer. Maybe I brought it back over and just... Just and wait, like it's a, it's a metal spork that you read? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't know if I've heard of what, that. What do you think? He's been hanging out with just like a plastic <laughs> spork he got it from a restaurant? I got. I found this in Canada. It's not like just changed my life. No, no, it's a full metal spork. It's it, I've had it for like seven years, you know. It's it's going strong. Huh. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised. Uh I'm surprised someone in Europe has had a spork. That that's all. Happy to surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Justin, there hasn't been a lot of news uh, regarding the MLS and especially regarding Minnesota United, but there was some news regarding when uh, workouts are allowed to start taking place. You want to walk us through that? Yeah. Uh, so the MLS, they started allowing individual player workouts to take place uh, at team-owned outdoor facilities starting yesterday. So um, I don't know. I, I tried to look it up and there, I guess there's not much that's been said about that, but starting May 6th, that was the plan. 
You know, it's all voluntary. It can't conflict with any local public health and government policies. So obviously that it has to stick true to those. Uh, indoor facilities are still prohibited, obviously, um, including locker rooms, gyms, or indoor training rooms, obviously, except for players receiving post-operative rehabilitation. Just to, to add this note, the league-wide moratorium on training and group activities remains in effect through May 15th. We might hear some more about that coming soon, you know, but we don't know. That might get extended. You know, it seems like everything, every every date that's set in place for sports and stuff is always, you know, subject to change and often does change, it seems, in this time. And to add to that, like I just, I did a bit of Googling and uh, apparently not Minnesota United, but Sporting Kansas City, Atlanta United, Orlando City, and into Miami all uh, went back the first day that they could. And then there are a bunch of teams going to follow afterwards as well. But uh, mm-hmm. nothing on Minnesota yet, unfortunately. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting to see what the next steps are going to be. You know, we might talk about this later. I guess I didn't look too far into the notes. Sorry, Sam. The Korea Baseball Organization is back in play. And they have like super strict guidelines for the players. They get tested every time they go to the facility. You know, I'm assuming that that would be something that they would do in the MLS and all the other leagues as we get closer and, you know, stuff starts to happen. Well, it's hard to say there because I've been following the following the return of the KBO. I haven't actually watched any of it yet. Like, Justin, I know you woke up at 4.30 to watch the Korean Twins today. But yeah, I'm, I've been a week long lifetime fan of the LG Twins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm a Kia Tigers fan. Just just Ooh, as a side point. Okay, <laughs> also about the same length of time. I bet ninety percent of Minnesotans that are just going to start following the KBO are going to follow the Twins just because Twins. Yeah, we could cheer for cheer for a Twin and Twins in their league, right? Yeah, yeah, and honestly, like if I check it out, it'll probably be it'll probably be the Twins that I quote unquote follow. Yeah, I've been I've been following their return a little bit and just without offering any commentary on the United States and our handling of coronavirus, it just seems like the South Koreans are just a little bit more advanced than we are as far as handling this goes. Their testing system is significantly more expansive. We don't have tests, so I don't know how we can test every Minnesota United player every time they go to the facility. Also just just their culture. Like we have people protesting Costco and canceling their memberships because they're required to wear a mask when they go grocery shopping, you know, because a private company is requiring you when you visit their facility to put on a mask. We have people protesting that where in South Korea, they get text alerts. If you were anywhere near someone that tested positive for coronavirus. So it's just, their concept of what is going too far is way different than what our concept is of going too far. Again, right. we have people that want to protest a private company requiring people to wear a mask in their facility. And I went and I went to Costco recently and next level even, if you don't bring a mask, they will hand you one. They have them ready to go for people. Like, oh, you forgot your mask? Like, you know, like they're you know, it's not even like the, ex- the expectation is that you bring one there. They'll hook you up if you need it, right? And people are still like, no, freedom, right? And and even to go on to that, like there was a news article that made it over here this week about someone who got refused entry because they didn't have a mask. And then a mother of the girl came back with her husband and son and like shot the security guard dead in the store. Yeah, was at a family dollar. Yeah. yeah. Like that made it over here as well. Yeah. It's uh, crazy, man. I, I don't even know what to say to that. It, you know, I guess, I guess when it comes to testing though, you know, with, especially with like the response, like right after, so like the, obviously the impetus to a lot of the, um, you know, in the U S everything shutting down is sports related, right? Like Rudy Gobert of the Utah jazz tested positive, And then everyone that was associated immediately got a test. Right. I, I, I know obviously like testing, it sounds like it's hard to come by, but here in the States where, where sports are so important, they'll find ways they'll get them, you know, like the, the owners of the teams will make sure that there's tests available for their players. That's not a question in my book. I, th- I think that when, when they're ready, it's going to happen. And, and this is what you guys were talking about last podcast, right? About like the ethical nature of like who gets tests, right? Right. Yeah. Like, is it okay to test Minnesota United when, 
our doctors and nurses don't get the tests. Yeah, and and like we, yeah, our prime minister came out this week and uh, was talking about you know more changes about how we're going to go forward in the future. And yeah, they said by June they want to get everyone who has symptoms or everyone who's kind of like in a house with someone who has symptoms a test. So they really want to kick along the testing schedule and make sure that everyone can get one. One day, right, Justin? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully soon. As I mentioned earlier, in the last episode, we thought we might already be talking about the return of the Bundesliga. Uh, That was delayed a little bit, but looks like they have the green light to return on May 15th, which will make them the first European league that was postponed to come back. So they're hoping to start right around May 15th, wrap it up within six weeks so that they're done before the end of June. And each team has right about nine, nine games to play. I think there's two teams I saw with 10. And the, the top, the top five are separated by what, like eight points. So that's going to be, that could be, you know, a wild finish, I guess, like, you know, for the league, right. That'd be fun to watch. Right. And like Bayern Munich has won the previous seven league titles. So that would be yeah. crazy if in this <laughs> condensed six-week end of the season, we got to see Bayern Munich knocked off. That could be pretty cool. Especially seeing as my team Dortmund is second. So I'm really, I'm really <laughs> hoping for a knockoff. To put it into perspective, though, it's like in the next six weeks, they need to play 82 games of football. If you've been like, you know, thirsting for football in the last six weeks, <laughs> you're about to get 82 games. You're going to get so much, so much. So much football to just crack oh, out the man. end of the season. Uh, oh, oh, side note, I, I texted Sam about this. Uh, James, have you heard about the 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 former Bundesliga player that was presumed dead? That yeah, you, you heard the story. <laughs> yeah, this this came up as well this week. Yeah, man, some was... guy that he died in a car. He he died in quotation marks in a car accident, and he showed up four years later. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah, crazy. Just yeah, I t- like does he get back in the team? Like, how does this work? Right. <laughs> like, does he get like missing pay for the last four years? <laughs> yeah, nuts, man. I don't know much about this, but I really hope that there's a Netflix documentary about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those crazy things that you're like, surely this couldn't happen, and then yep, just rolled on up. Yeah, just wow. Well, he's just and he's just been chilling in Germany. Like it's it's it sounds like you know it's probably like an insurance thing, right? Insurance settlement. But he's just been like working in a factory in in Germany, just living his life. You know, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah, we're probably gonna find out later that he just wanted he wanted his wife to think he was dead because he just wanted to be away from her. <laughs> there you go. That's the surprise twist. We're all, we're all thinking it was for insurance money or or some some sort of scandalous thing where he he was just trying to get away from his wife so that he could pick what they watched on TV. There you go. There you go. <laughs> just kidding. That's the big news. There's not a lot of news today, but I think we still have a pretty fun show planned. Really, we have three topics, two big ones, and then just one little one at the end. I just said this was a big topic. This isn't that big of a topic. It's an important topic, but it's not a big topic. First thing we're going to discuss, the best pizza in the Twin Cities. So that there could be some controversy here. James is going to talk to us about what it's like living in a country where the season was officially canceled. And then at the end, we'd like to just kind of highlight any cool things that clubs are doing right now to, uh, to support their community. Pizza. All right. So first of the hard-hitting topics. And actually, when I wrote this into the notes, I didn't realize how relevant this was to the time. But did you guys know that this is the 30th anniversary of the release of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Ooh, okay. No, I did not. So we're going to discuss quick best pizza in the Twin Cities because the world is shut down, but pizzas are still being delivered. My wife and I, we order pizza at least once a week since all this craziness has been going on. So Justin, I want to throw it back to you. What are your top five pizza spots in the Twin Cities? So I I love a specific type of pizza, like foremost. Okay, I am a and it's it's kind of it kind of brings me back to to Ninja Turtles or you know even like the movie Home Alone, 
Like I am a lover of just a nice, delicious cheese pizza. If you have like a delicious, like New York style, thin, not thin crust, right? That's not it. That's not what it is. But like a thinnish, you know, New York style cheese pizza, if it's good, I'm your fan. So, uh, so mine have that kind of in mind. I, I like some other specialty pizzas, but I'm a big cheese pizza kind of guy. So my top five. So I'm going to start five, go to one. Uh, number five is called Young Joni. Uh, it's it, it's not for the cheese pizza, but they have really good specialty pizzas. It's kind of upscale. It's kind of it's it's the like the the nicest pizza place I've ever been to. Pizzas aren't cheap. They're kind of small, but so great pizzas, small pizzas, but delicious. Uh, really good cocktails to go with. Um, uh, that's number five. Number four is this place called Pizzeria Lola. It's actually owned by the same people as Young Joni and my number three place. Uh, but Pizzeria Lola, yeah, all the same company. Make great pizza. Uh, shout out to to whatever their their pizza group is. Sponsor me, I guess. Uh, Pizzeria Lola just is like some great specialty pizzas. Super cool community pizza parlor feel. They've got this uh, big wood fire oven in the middle of the restaurant. As you walk in, you can see it. It's it's gorgeous. They make some super good specialty pizzas. My favorite is this one that has. Uh, it's got like a. Uh, cracked eggs, cracked eggs, like three of them in the middle of the pizza with some like bacon and some, some like, I don't know, some arugula. It's called like a farmer, like a farmer pizza. Probably should have researched it, but it's super good. Uh, number three is Hello Pizza. So like I said, love a ch- good cheese pizza. This is like the per slice place for this restaurant group. Uh, they just, all they serve is uh, cheese pizza, pepperoni pizza, and whatever their daily specialty topping is i just get cheese pizza because that's all i want that's all i want to have uh number two is this uh, brewery brew hall anyone that comes to minnesota needs to go here it's called surly and they have this big brew hall in minneapolis a uh, fantastic place but they have a pizza a pizza um restaurant within the brew hall and they have a my favorite pizza from them is called the kevin it's named the kevin because it's just a plain cheese pizza and it's super good uh, and then my top one is called Black Sheep. They're a coal-fired pizza place. Again, they have a really good cheese pizza, but they've got other good pizzas that are fantastic too. Not not that I'm a huge fan of the guy, but Barstool has a guy that goes and reviews pizza, and it's like his favorite pizza in Minnesota. So they're super popular from that. But that's my those are my five. That's awesome. And when you were talking about like Home Alone or. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm, I'm just picturing those scenes and you're right. Oh, like yeah. the, the cheese pizza in those scenes just looks so good, especially like Secret of the Ooze where the cheese is just dripping off. Right. Like, <laughs> like that couldn't have been real cheese. Right. Like no. cheese doesn't actually do that. I don't know how they did that. But in, in my in my head, the ideal pizza is that there should be equal. Like if you look and like do a cross section of the slice, there should be equal cheese sauce and crust like that's what i look for if i look sideways at that slice of pizza they should be equal i don't know how long have you spent visualizing this exactly (laughs) (laughs) well i love food so my whole life my whole life james brilliant i've been i've been perfecting this (laughs) so i i grew up where in in madison my favorite pizza place was you know just that it served that standard Midwest, you know, tavern style, that really thin cracker crust where it was square? all, yeah, all cut into squares. So that was what I grew up with. So I, I really do have a soft spot for that, you know, as, as an adult. And I know that that style of pizza is very popular in Minnesota as well as Wisconsin. So for number five, I actually have a tie because I, I don't get these places anymore, so I kind of am forgetting about which one I liked better. But when I lived in St. Paul in the Midway area, I loved either going to Checkerboard on Snelling or uh, Mama's, which was just a little bit more east. Both of those were great. They reminded me of home. Number four, I'm going to say Devani's. I, I know there's like 20 or 30 of those places all throughout the Twin Cities. I love them. My only complaint about Devani's is when I go in there, I don't know what to order because everything they have is good, whether it's sandwiches or or the pizza or the calzones, like everything they have is good. And, and when you order one of their pizzas, do you want their regular pizza? Or I just found out that their deep dish pizza is also amazing. So I love I love me some Devani's. 
you, you know, and, and again, these are all very, very close. I, I could take any of these. Uh, number three, we'll say Pizza Luce. I, when I lived in Hopkins, I lived right across the street from Pizza Luce, and we got it a lot. Again, they have really good food, too, uh, besides just their pizzas. I know that there's a few of them spread out throughout the Twin Cities, but I love me some Pizza Luce. That sauce is so good. I love that sauce. Number two, I'm going to have to go with Cassetta's. Cassetta's, just the one location in downtown St. Paul, very close to the Excel Energy Center. I know it's a popular spot for people to go to before wild games or before before a concert or whatever. Just so good. Uh, to me, Cassetta's, like you talked about when you watch a movie that takes place in New York and you see someone eating like a New York slice of pizza and they fold it in half and just kind of eat it and there's cheese all over the place. Well, when I've gone to New York, it didn't taste like what it looked like. But when I go to Cassetta's, <laughs> it does taste like that. And that's why I love Cassetta's. And then number one, I'm going to give a shout out to my local place, Frankie's uh, Chicago style in New Hope. They serve Chicago style pizza. They also serve just regular, more traditional deep dish pizza. They also just have, you know, your your standard uh, your standard pizza. It is it is great pizza. Uh, again, I think I give it the number one because it's my local spot and that's where I go now. But yeah, I, I love those guys. And they're ever since this coronavirus has started, they've just been doing everything they possibly can for the community. And uh, so for that reason, my wife and I have been making sure to order from them at least once a week. Nice. Right on, right on. So James, you've been to the Twin Cities before. I don't remember you having any pizza, but... Was there any spot that you remember standing out to you? Yeah, uh, you mentioned one before, Surly's. Um, was just amazing. Um, Didn't we good. just take you there for beer, though? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, that was great. Uh, I'd, it had been talked up a lot before I'd gone over there. Uh, so uh, it was it was well worth it. Um, went to uh, Also, we went to Nook. Yeah, the Nook. Uh, man, Good Nook pizza was... No, this is not pizza. This is just oh, okay. Just food in general. I love, I love the Nook. Huge man. fan. Yeah, that was great. Uh, and I also remember eating at uh, Bryant Lake Bowl, which was also uh, real good as well. That's where I met my wife. Well, I didn't meet. We we were on our first date there. But we <laughs> oh, there you go. But our first date was at Bryant Lake Bowl. That's awesome. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So those were the places that stood out when I. Uh, yeah, when I came last year. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back. What pizza did you get at Surly? We we didn't even get a pizza actually. We just had beer. Oh, so, so you just like you just like the vibe of Surly. Yeah, and it had been isn't talked a cool up a lot spot? before I went over there. So, that's a cool spot, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. As as Sam is as partaking in some Surly Furious, good stuff. You, I'm glad that you mentioned the Nook. I love food. I'm huge fan of food. The the thing that Minnesota has become known for is the Juicy Lucy. Yeah. It, it makes me so mad that no one ever says the Nook when I am. It, they have the best Juicy Lucy of them all. They do. Like theirs is better than the rest. And it never gets mentioned. Yeah. Although, although I will say something that was quite funny to me was because Juicy Lucy right, has cheese all in the middle and it's all. Well, in the Netherlands, we have something called like a, a kassoufle. So it's basically like a cheese, like wrapped in like breadcrumbs and stuff. And the middle is like actually molten because you basically air fry them. And so I'm eating this Juicy Lucy and she's like, be really careful. The middle is like molten cheese. I'm like, okay, okay. I tried it. I was like, this is not molten cheese. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, it's warm, fine, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm more than okay with this. <laughs> you know, I have much worse back in the Netherlands. So yeah, you know, it was, it was very good. Yeah. I remember when we took you there, you, you hopped into my car and you were like, so are you taking me to Matt's or to the five, eight? And I, I just look at you and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm a St. Paul guy. Like we're going to the Nook. <laughs> and 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 to be honest though, Matt's is good. I I am a firm believer that five eight is the most overrated of all the Juicy Lucy's though. But the Nook is the best. Yeah, the Nook is the best. It maybe maybe we'll have to have a burger episode later on. There so you go. will we have anything to talk about since we both agree that the Nook is the best? <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, and here's the crazy thing is we're probably going to lose listeners over this, but we might gain a few. <laughs> if someone out there is like a diehard 5'8 club fan, I don't want them listening to this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't kind of people. See, see, this is where you, you need someone from the Nook to be listening, and then that's a sponsorship right there. Shout out the Nook. Oh, my God. Shout out Shamrocks, their sister restaurant that's more roomy and has the same exact food. Yeah. You guys are great. Yeah. Same burger. Yeah. James, you know, just while we're on the topic, you know, in in the U.S., we have different styles of pizza. New York style, Chicago style, that Midwest style I just talked to you about where it's very thin, uh, thin crust and cut into squares. You know, in in Europe, I've obviously heard of the Neapolitan style, uh, which you can get here, too. But are there any local variants in Europe that are worth talking about right now? Yeah. So obviously... You know, like Italy, right? The home of pizza. Um, but in the Netherlands, we also, like, we don't have a specific pizza, uh, but we have a lot of, uh, like, immigrants. And one of the ones that is really popular here is Turkish pizza. So it's like a really kind of thin, like, thin base and then, like, minced vegetables and minced meat and kind of salad. And, yeah, it's actually really good, which, yeah, you can pretty much get from anywhere, like, Places that do kebabs will also do Turkish pizza. So it's I like a one kebabs. and <laughs> You guys don't get kebabs out there? Uh, we have gyros, which are pretty much the same thing. I Okay. Oh, gyros. Yeah, like the Greek stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, In college, my roommate was Greek. So if I was to say that a gyro and a kebab were the same thing, he would get really mad at me. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't notice really much difference. But yeah, we have gyros and they're good. Yeah, I had a Greek housemate, so same same deal. <laughs> but, uh, um, and the only other one that I can think of is uh, from Germany. Uh, and if Germans are listening, please excuse my pronunciation. But a uh, Flammkuchen, Flammkuchen, which is basically it's actually what is a really weird story behind this. But when bakers were heating up their ovens uh, to test whether they were hot enough, they would basically put in a really thin base of pizza like pizza dough and then when it crisped around the edges and when it like got slightly burnt then it was hot enough to bake the bread in so they basically this is how this pizza kind of came into being was it started with bakers and wood fire and now it's just a type of pizza that uh, the germans do right on so nice yeah that's a that's a couple of variants that we have uh but turkish pizza you can pretty much get everywhere yeah nice so let, let's keep things moving James, uh, we we have you on, and you live in a country, the Netherlands, where football's been canceled for the season. Our MLS season has barely started. Um, if we do not have a season, it's easy to say it's just null and void. But in Europe, you know, your your leagues were winding down, and you see some countries are like Germany, for example, are trying to get things going again, while other leagues are calling it quits. Moving on, you know, most notably France and the Netherlands. So, James, can you explain to us the decision that was made by the Dutch League? Yeah, and I think it's important to notice the difference between the French and the Dutch in this regard is that France actually awarded their league. PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, actually won the league, whereas in the Dutch, they just like called it off altogether so no one wins. And basically, they so the KNVB, which is the equivalent to like the English FA or whatever you guys have over in America. U.S. soccer, yeah. Yeah, U.S. soccer, yeah. Basically made the decision along with the teams to cancel the season, uh, but also then not do any promotions or relegations. And, How'd they decide Champions League? Uh, yeah. So basically, they just decided Champions League on whoever was at the top of the table right now, which really hurts uh, as an Utrecht fan because the top two get Champions League and the next three get Europa League, whereas Utrecht was sitting sixth with a game in hand and a far superior goal difference and only three points behind fifth place. So we got denied Europe uh, and we were in the cup final and the winner of the cup final goes to the Europa League. So we were double done because the cup final is not being played either, which makes me sad. 
So what in Arsenal in that like exact same situation last year and it still didn't work out for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just yeah, my teams and Europe are just not a thing apparently. <laughs> we, don't, we don't we don't want to play in Europe. But it's actually mm. it it's also one of those things that because the league got stopped without it finishing, they've they did like a financial overview of all of the clubs and the entire division is now worth 25% less just straight off the bat. Like, I mean, like Ajax lost a hundred million euros off their club valuation, just like that. So they went from like 420 to 330 mil. Wow. So yeah. How are fans in uh, Utrecht? uh, How are they reacting? I mean, there's not, yeah, like it kind of it is what it is at this point um, for us, but it's more that the you know the promotion and relegation battle is much more where the fight is. Uh, the relegation, not so much, because the team that was coming last was going to be definitely relegated. RKC Valvike was on like fifteen points after twenty six games, so we're definitely going down. But in the second division there were two teams who were definitely going up who are now taking the KNVB to court because if you go up to the, you know, the, the Areva Divisie, the, the Premier League of Dutch football, there's so much more money. There's television rights. Uh, one team had started building a stadium already and now they're taking the KNVB to court to see whether the court agrees that what happened to them was unlawful. And then if they lose that, and that you know, there's only a very small chance that they win that anyway. But if they then uh, lose that, they can organize a general meeting of the KNV Bay and basically get a majority to vote in favor of having 20 teams in the top division instead of 18 for the next season. And whether that's going to happen, debatable. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting few weeks. The court is uh, the court date is tomorrow. I remember you bringing this this club in the second division up and I'm, I'm forgetting the name right now, but uh, SC Camber. Yeah. So you, you were saying that they were really planning, like promotion was a lock. They had been having this fantastic season. Yeah, they started bringing, they started building a new stadium. Yep. So, so what, what are the, how are those fans feeling right now? Um, yeah, not, not overly impressed. Um, there's uh there's like some protests and stuff mainly online there's no actual like they're not like grabbing their guns and going to the state (laughs) capital like here (laughs) no no thankfully i think oh um don't get me wrong like we still have protests like there was one in the hague like like this week where yeah people were all yeah it was a nightmare police and everything no guns thankfully but similar kind of thing but um, no, I think it's just like online support and, you know, people just feel they've been really hard done by, you know, especially if you follow a team that's, you know, been in the second division for a while and, you know, you're trying to get up into the top division and then you just, you know, this coronavirus happens and number one and two who have been dominating the entire season get denied. It's a bit, it's very rough. There's some not overly happy fans out there. Yeah. And on that also with, with fans, it's so as I mentioned earlier, the Prime Minister came out and basically said, football, it's okay to go uh, again in September at the moment. However, it's going to be a long time before they allow fans back in the stadium. I don't know if you guys are going through this as well, but or the extent that it may be for us is because we got the Euros next year. They're saying that they might not even have fans in the stadium for the Euros next year in Amsterdam, which is a, a year away. Yeah, I mean, my wife keeps showing us some of the vacation deals that are going on right now where you can you can pay all the money for a vacation and then you just have to use it sometime within the next two years. And I'm like, well, are we absolutely sure that in two years we're going to be able to use that? Because if we're not, that's a waste of money. Like, that could be a great deal. That could be a just total waste of money because we have no guarantee that in two years, things will be normal again, whatever that means. Yeah, exactly. And that's the crazy thing is that 
you know, it's only they were saying the the Minister for Health, Welfare and Sport was saying that the only way that they're going to allow people back into stadiums is if there's a vaccine. Because if you're letting all these people back in and there's no vaccine, all these people could catch it again and then you're really screwed. Right, so, right. And, and they have no date for when that is. So it's possible June 2021, they could be Euros without any fans, which is super crazy to think about because that's like a year away and we've been in lockdown for six weeks. But right. yeah, that's it, it's something to, to keep an eye on, I think, for, for the future. I mean, hopefully we don't have that because I'd like to be able to right. go to some games. <laughs> right but so there's 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 been one thing that i've seen recently um for a local like minor league baseball team called the saint paul saints they just came out with their plan yesterday if baseball starts this summer and they're talking about having like the maximum capacity being 25 percent of their normal capacity you know at that point it's like are you making money are you losing money right like I'm wondering what the balance is. They probably more than they know, obviously more than I do, but you know, to think that if, and when it comes back that you're only going to have a quarter filled stadium for each game. Like that's, that's a crazy thought to think of, right? Yeah. Imagine like a quarter of the atmosphere you have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did what I got up at four 30 to watch my, my favorite KBO team, the LG twins. And it was, it was weird watching a sport without fans. Was, this is the first time I've I've sat through most of it. I fell asleep after like the fourth inning, for, <laughs> and then I woke up and, and LG was down five runs. So I decided to I decided to just go back to bed for a couple hours. But but it was it was it was so weird to see a, like a sport without fans, right? Like, and I, I mean that happens. I played you know I played college football. We obviously like you practice without fans all the time, so you're used to scenarios. But like. You know, think about how much the emotion of a fan base, you know, affects sporting events. And and especially like, you know, we're, you know, we even we're talking about Bundesliga, right? Like they're yeah. going to have this crucial time period where they're coming back, where it matters so much. And if that was happening with full stadiums, the atmosphere would be nuts, right? Like it would be, it would be crazy how excited people were like, you know, the, the just the emotional roller coaster that it is, that is sports in those important moments and to not have that at all. Or to have twenty five percent of that, that's that's going to be different. Yeah, and especially the Bundesliga. Like you know, you watch videos or you watch YouTube of highlights, and they're just there's flares, there's flags, there's singing all the time. Like it's full on atmosphere in there, and then it's just going to be like just an empty stadium. Is that that's going to be really weird? Yeah, I'm going to catch a couple of games. Uh, I think online and and kind of see what it's like, but yeah, man, for 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 a league that's known for its atmosphere and just crowd participation and just these full stadiums to have just absolutely nothing is just yeah, it's going to be really really strange, I think. But you know, well, they got 82 games, so they're going to get used to it at some point, I think. <laughs> and I guess I'm interested in the aspect of these fanless games to hear like to hear the players on the pitch, right. To hear the conversations and the banter or whatever that that's happening. That is kind of, you know, you know, is there, but it's obviously like muffled from the crowd and stuff. Like we're going to hear them complain to the refs, you know, like that'll be, that'll be pretty cool. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I just hope that. So the Bundesliga in the United States right now is the TV rights are owned by Fox. You know, I, I think America, Soccer fans in America, I think we all kind of agree that NBC and ESPN do a fantastic job of coverage. Fox, eh, uh, as far as making games just available and you, you know making them a priority, and you know I'm I'm fine with their with their crew. I don't have any complaints about them, but there's literally nothing else going on. So I hope that I hope that they actually take this and run with it rather than just, you know, keep it at its current spot where they show a couple of games a weekend. That's my hope. I know in the past they always wanted Bundesliga fans to pay a large subscription fee to watch all the Bundesliga games. And I was just like, why Why would I do that? Like ESPN Plus, you pay $5 and you get to watch almost everything. Why am I going to pay you guys significantly more than that just to watch one league? 
but we will see. I, I, I saw next year ESPN has the rights to the Bundesliga. So thank God, because that, that would be one that I'd be interested in. And I, I guess, you know, just, just from the reaction to, you know, like we talked about the KBO, right? I, I've seen people online that have been, you know, been fans of the KBO for 30 years. And they're like, I would have never imagined ESPN would be covering this league. Right. Yeah. You know, it took this circumstance. I have a feeling that, you know, like we've talked about people want sports, you know, this stuff is going to get covered. Fox is going to put, hopefully, the time and effort into putting together a product because this is what this, they're trying. They're trying to get people to watch their networks, right? Right. And if this is the thing you have, this is the the sports you have. You're going to make it work. I I watched ESPN two had had uh, the the NBA two K league on the other night where you watched other people play basketball video yeah. games. My yeah. wife was watching it with me and she's like, are we watching people play a basketball video game? There was no, like little, no commentary, but it was on ESPN too. You know, like that's, that's wild. And, you know, I think, you know, if the Bundesliga, when the Bundesliga comes back, you know, people are going to want to watch it, right? Like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be popular at least for a minute before the American sports start coming back. Um, but they have a moment. They have a moment to try to make something out of it. I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope that they're not discouraged by the fact that ESPN already has the rights for next year. And that because Fox still has all the rights to, you know, for example, the U.S. Uh, men's and women's national teams and, you know, the World Cup coverage and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping that they still put forth their full effort and they just make it into an incredible product. Because I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to cheer for her to Berlin to uh, avoid relegation and to to stay in the first division. Nothing against Dortmund, but in fact, I would love I would love nothing more than for Bayern Munich to get knocked off. I would love to watch that, whether it's Leipzig or Dortmund or whatever. I'm I'm all for it. And w- one thing I was going to mention actually, along with uh, what Justin was saying about the the NBA 2K was there was uh, there was also a FIFA 20 Premier League tournament where they got one player from each club to play. In like yeah, MLS is doing that too. Yeah. Knockout tournament, yeah. So I think it was uh, Wolverhampton won. They beat Liverpool okay. in like extra time or something. Yeah. Yeah, so the MLS did that with – they paired a player from each team with – they actually have like an E-MLS league where each – each club has a representative or whatever that plays in the league, just like the the 2K stuff. So they paired a player with a esports player. That was their tournament, the whole feel. And who won? You put me on the spot. I haven't. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Say the loons, and I was like, we'll, yeah, look okay. up. we'll look it up. Who knows? I I saw like the USL teams were doing Rocket League. They weren't even doing FIFA. They were doing Rocket League. <laughs> Great game though. I, yeah. I I'll, I'll throw my hat in for Rocket League. <laughs> yep. whoever came up with that concept brilliant rocket yeah. league like wow way to go we should drive cars and use footballs yeah <laughs> and done <laughs> yeah that, that's another one to add to the list of games that you should be playing sam yeah animal crossing has taken up a lot of my time not gonna lie yeah i uh i bought uh animal crossing for uh my girlfriend carmen for her yeah. birthday and uh yep she's uh she's been loving it so well we should Highly visit each other's islands. That'll be fun. Sure. Sounds good. I just looked and there's four teams left. The loons are not one of them in this tournament. <sighs> Vancouver, Toronto, Orlando, and Atlanta. They're the, the final four. Wow. And they play this weekend. All right. Well, it's probably rigged. Go white caps in that situation. <laughs> you got to be careful, James. You said you wanted to be on for a third time. <laughs> No, no, I'm still, you know, I'm still a Loons fan, but you know, you gotta have a second club, right? Do you? Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> speaking of second clubs, uh, it's it's widely known. My my second club is Forward Madison, uh, which is two divisions lower than the Loons, so there's there's some distance there, James. That's the difference here. But I I wanted to just talk about clubs that are that are doing good right now, clubs that are doing the right thing. Because this is a tough time for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I, I'd like to hear if you guys have any examples. I, just a couple of days ago, I purchased four tickets. Uh, one one for my wife, daughter, brother, and myself. 
to attend, I'm going to use that in quotations, to attend <laughs> a Ford Madison versus COVID-19 soccer match. Uh, so obviously this is never actually going to take place. It's all, it's all just one giant gimmick, but it's a gimmick for a good purpose. So what they're doing with that ticket money is they're taking half of it and they're using it to pay local restaurants to send food to hospital workers, you know, as kind of a thank you for, for all the work that they're doing. And then they're using the other half to create a mural near the stadium where anyone that just a ticket will have their name featured on the stadium. So I thought that that was a really cool idea. And I'm super excited about the idea of my my daughter who, you know, my, my daughter is being raised in Minnesota, but, you know, my my hometown of Madison, like, I'm excited that when we go back there to visit that I can take her there and I can show her where her name is on that mural. I just think that that's an awesome thing to do uh, for a great cause. And, uh, you know, I just thought that that was pretty cool. Do you guys do you guys have any examples that come to your mind of uh, clubs that are doing cool things or doing the right thing? So I know that the United, all like they just changed kits this year. They changed their home kits. And I saw a post on Twitter that they were taking all the old, the previous, the previous kits, the previous home kit, and they're turning those into masks to give to to medical professionals. That's that's a pretty cool thing. That's that is pretty cool. I uh, I saw those pictures, but until just now, I didn't realize that. I guess I forgot that those were the old kits because we right. we only saw the new kits for two games. <laughs> And actually, they probably weren't even wearing those kits for those games. They were right. They didn't, wear, they didn't wear the yeah. wing yet. Yeah. They wore yeah. the whites. <laughs> so when I saw those kits, I, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, that looks pretty cool. James, do you hear about anything over, over in Europe? Yeah, so like Arsenal's doing a bit um, tail part. So they've donated uh, like £150,000 uh, across local charities and organizations as well. And they've also been getting their staff uh, to drive NHS staff like to and from work and using club cars or letting like NHS staff use their club cars to uh, drive to and from work as well. But uh, have, they, basically help out. have they given the rooms from the two hotels that are attached to their stadium to the NHS staff? I don't know. Because that's what Chelsea does. Just throwing okay. that out there. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Each club's got to be different, you know. You can't yeah. just copy one another. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't heard much about what the Netherlands is doing. Yeah, it's good to see most of the clubs in the UK are actually, you know, chipping in and helping out where they can, which is really really great. I was pretty excited specifically of Forward Madison just because it's such a little team that continues to make a splash in sort of the the national soccer media here in the United States and even a little bit in the international scene as well. And I thought that that was cool. But, you know, listeners out there, we we have you in 12 different states and in four countries. So if you have examples of what your club is doing to help out, send those to us. We, we'd love to. We'd love to hear those stories and we'd love to share them on the show. All right. That is all we have for today. Our next episode will be recorded around May 21st. And hopefully we have more details about the return of the loons, assuming it is safe for the loons to return. In the meantime, feel free to register for pub trivia that is hosted on the Pod on New Loons YouTube channel. Uh, the next match will take place on Friday, May 15th at 7.30 Central. It's been a great time. We, we've already completed three events and we're looking forward to number four. So yeah, again, it's one giant party, so feel free to join. But in the meantime, just hoping that everyone stays safe. I, I'm I'm hopeful that the next time we talk, there should be more news. Good news, right? Yeah, in the meantime, stay safe. Good news would be yeah. preferable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and be able to talk about the Bundesliga games already, which yeah. should be good. Who should I – so I don't have a team. Who should I pick? Hertha was the team that just played Minnesota United. But, right, but Augsburg, Augsburg is the team that was supposed to come this summer. And I'm assuming that they're going to come next summer. So if you wanted to pick a team that you could hopefully see in person, Augsburg would be a good bet. 
But, I, but Augsburg I would, is the name of our, one of our one of the teams I played in college, so no. Okay. <laughs> I, I would also like to point out that Hertha Berlin is one place ahead of Augsburg, just <laughs> <laughs> so you'd get to rub that in. Yeah, it's really up to you, man. Like Schalke, Schalke Novi is good. That's um, a big one. Uh, Union Berlin. That's another big one, James. Like a Union Berlin. That's cool. Like their fans built their stadium. Like that's pretty cool. Was Union Berlin also the one that where everyone donated blood when they were about to go into administration and then they like did a blood drive and now they the club's literally built on like their own blood and sweat and <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> that'd be great that'd be a great concept a great thing to I saw this in your hat on I saw this YouTube video when Union Berlin came up to the Bundesliga for the first time and this is a really cool story because. You know, Union Berlin was from East Berlin. They've never been in the top flight, at least not since World War II. When when they finally became promoted this past year, that was a huge deal for their fans. And yeah, they they did do the give your blood for Union Berlin. And they they did years ago, They the fans built their stadium, uh, which is like in the middle of a forest and really cool. Copa 90 did this documentary on the Union Berlin and Hertha Berlin sort of rivalry. And it was called Welcome to Berlin, Mother Effer. And I highly recommend it. It was very entertaining. <laughs> Brilliant. So that that's on that's on YouTube. It was like an hour long. That that would be uh I know a lot of American fans of the Bundesliga are sort of naturally drawn to Union Berlin, kind of in a similar way that a lot of American fans are drawn to St. Pauli, but really can't watch St. Pauli on TV because they're in the second division. Wow. So in uh, 2014 for the World Cup, the club invited f- fans to bring their own sofas to the ground so they could watch the games on their own sofa on the pitch with the <laughs> big screen showing the World Cup. That's brilliant. That is great. How many fans do you think just left their sofa there? And like, just <laughs> yeah, used like it- a huge cleanup afterwards. <laughs> just used it as an example for disposal. <laughs> Like when you moved out of your college house uh, and you didn't you didn't know what to do with your furniture that you clearly didn't want to take with you to your next stage in life. Like leave it because right, you spent like it. four or five years in uni or college. Like, yeah. <laughs> Again, well, do some research. Yeah, yeah. That's that's your homework. You gave me homework, Justin. Uh, <laughs> previously, your your homework is to pick a Bundesliga team. Hopefully, it's not a sucky one. I'm just saying that because you almost picked Tottenham to be your Premier League team. I mean, I still, I still think they're all right. You know, and, and you know what, Justin, it's okay to be wrong sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I sent Sam. I guess I didn't know this until after I watched the video. There's this like viral video, this TikTok that this guy made, where I didn't know that I didn't know that truly madly deeply by Savage, Savage Garden. Garden is like a is one of their chants. So this like fan made like oh. everyone go back to the everyone can go back to the the pub videos or whatever. And I looked it up and it's it was originally sung by a Tottenham group. So I was like, okay, I, and I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of some Savage Garden. I did not realize that that was a Tottenham reference, and I like that video less now. <laughs> it yeah, was that gr- me that, that Savage Garden would do that to me. <laughs> yeah, they had some bangers. They did. Shout yeah. out Savage Garden. Yeah, they're Australian too, you know. So you, you know, they're good. Sorry to break your hearts, guys. That's all right. Just don't pick Bayern München, okay? okay. <laughs> that would be worse. Off. Which I think there is a Twin Cities Bayern supporters group. I think that that is the only larger Twin Cities supporters group for a Bundesliga team. Is T-Mobile still their kit their kit sponsor or no? Probably. Why are you really loyal to T-Mobile? No, that was my first cell phone carrier and it was trash. So every time I see that logo, I get like it's like it's like back in Nam. I get Nam flashbacks of <laughs> terrible coverage. So I refuse to support anything involved with T-Mobile. I've heard uh, I've heard Harry Kane uses T-Mobile, so just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh, hit, yeah. They uh, they still have T-Mobile, so definitely yeah. won't be the fan of them. Splashed across the front of, of their kit. <laughs> Just watch a few games and you'll figure it out. Yeah. But go Herta! All right. Again, I know we got a little derailed just now. Next episode will be recorded <laughs> around May twenty first. 
Hopefully we have something to talk about, though. I honestly, not to toot our own horn, I think we're doing an all right job filling these episodes with content that is entertaining enough. You be the judge of that. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can all be the judge of that and uh, choose to listen or not, you know, and hey, choose to leave a five star review or not. It's up to you. Next episode around May 21st. Next trivia game around May 15th. But in the meantime, I hope you all stay safe. And Justin, you know what to say? Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Take care, guys.